Welcome everybody, Catherine Barr here. We're back with another episode, West Vancouver Magazine, Turner Magazine podcast. Uh, Those of you who are subscribed know you can find us on Apple, you can find us on Spotify, but coming up, you're going to find us on the red carpet because I have another fabulously exciting guest here with me today. It is Kyle Fosner from the Vancouver International Film Festival. All you film buffs up here will want to know this man because he knows everything there is to know about the upcoming festival. Kyle, welcome to our show. Thank you. Great to be here. (laughs) Now, you've probably had a really hectic few weeks here. The festival is opening on the 29th of September. It runs to October 9th. This is usually when we had it, but as everybody knows, COVID, 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 lots of changes. And um, you're one of the changes, aren't you? You're one of the newer, not newer faces, but you have the new role of executive director for 2022. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, I know you're a music man as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be the executive director for Vancouver International Film Festival. Sure. Yeah. Um, thank you. I, um, I, it's true. Uh, my background in music, I uh, have always known that I wanted to be in the arts and uh, spent my 20s on the um, art side of it. So um, making um, video art, uh, but also, and, and predominantly as a, as a musician, as a touring musician, uh, I lived and worked in Montreal um, and uh, released records and toured and did that whole business. And then I found myself working in music venues uh, and the sort of the these two music venues in particular in Montreal that are the, at the very heart of the independent music scene there, which is where I kind of cut my teeth in the arts administration uh, world, the Casa del Popolo and, and the Sala Rosa for anyone uh, out there. Wow. And so they, uh, I, I, you know, I ended up kind of working my way up from the very bottom as a, as a handy person to the general manager of those businesses. And I ran them for, uh, for the ownership for about, six to eight years before my partner and I moved out here um, to be closer to her family. And uh, when I arrived, I didn't want to work in music any longer. So I dabbled in film production and that sort of opened the doors through uh, the various arts organizations to this. I actually started as a venue manager because I kind of came oh, to wow. the festival a little bit late and wasn't, wasn't uh, watching the, the job postings uh, that year. <laughs> and, and so I quite literally worked my way back up again and worked through a number of different jobs and literally I was a, a ladder it sounds yeah, like literally yeah, a ladder. <laughs> I like climbing ladders yeah so the uh the uh I served as the first director of operations for um, a few years between 2016 and 2019 when my predecessor predecessor left and so yes I am new to the executive directorship but actually I I was also in the interim position for 20 months uh during the pandemic so new wow. and old at the same time uh, but this is the first full tilt back to work uh, festival uh, since since taking over. So I'm both excited and terrified. Well, congratulations. No, I completely get that. I think that every true performer, whether you are sort of out in front of the curtain or behind the scenes with the lights, we all get that nervous energy, which can be terrifying for sure. But it's so exciting to hear. And this is absolutely a great segue into our next section, films. Um, what it takes to put them on. It isn't just the actors and what we see on the screen. There are people, whether musicians, behind the scenes, what you said with your background, it's a lot 
that goes into a film. And when you talk about something like a film festival, like Vancouver Film Festival, especially not one of the larger ones known on the scene when you compare it to TIFF for cons or even Palm Springs to some deal. But I think that's what I love most about Vancouver National Film Festival. It is about fundamentals. It's about people. It's about behind the scenes and what it takes to get it. So for anybody who's unfamiliar with film festivals, it's not, this isn't a place you go and sort of binge watch a whole bunch of, you know, blockbusters film. You can go and binge watch a bunch of stuff, but you're going to get an exposure to film at what I like to call the, you know, about the art of film. And it includes directors, writers, people who make films. You're getting a whole experience with this that you don't get just by say going to the movies. This isn't going to the movies per se, is it Kyle? No, I think the days of festivals being just going to the movies are over, to be honest. You know, I, I think the I think we all spent the past few years getting through uh periods of isolation through streaming films. And we, we were able to do it on our side at VIP and we were uh we've all got subscriptions to the many streaming services out there. So, you know, binge watching is an option that's available to everyone in their lives all the time. What the festival offers is a deeper experience. And for VIF, you know, there are the world's full of film festivals of all shapes and sizes out there. And so it's really important for you uh, as a festival planner to, to define yourselves by, by your strengths. And so VIF is a creator's festival. This is about the act of creation. And the act of creation for films, as you say, uh, happens across a, a huge variety of disciplines, and it takes all kinds of people to make a film. And even the smallest independent films, it takes a family or a team up to the biggest films, which take an absolute army. So, you know, everything works together <laughs> sure. across writing, editing, you know, acting, obviously, but also lighting and cinematography, um, costume design, art direction, uh, everything uh, that's included in a film from the written word to the visual image to the sound behind it is a creative decision, and, and that's what we're really focused on. So we're about providing the depth of experience uh, to our audiences and connecting them face-to-face -face directly in dialogue with the creators themselves. That's how we'll define ourselves. We're not really concerned with celebrity, and we're not uh, concerned with, you know, um, the, the endless red carpets and the uh, Sponsors first. Our, it, we're we're an audience first festival. We're here for the community, and that's that's who we're here, we're here to serve. It is a cultural experience because it's the. I mean, if there's ever a festival that I've seen, at least one close to home like this, um, you know, considering not traveling halfway around the world, kind of thing. There's there's. There's so much inclusiveness here. There's diversity. There's exploration of topics and things that you get and that are so unique to Vancouver. So I'm going to actually jump ahead. I'm going to reorder this a little bit because I get super excited about this as well. Some of the talks, yes, there's talks. You don't always have to go watch a movie at the festival. You can go and talk and, well, they'll talk to you. It's a, a lecture series almost, a seminar. And amazing things. Michael Abel's composer, he's going to talk with um, and be featured with Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. We've got um, animators here. We've got uh, directors. You've also got the costume designer. Now, this Deborah L. Scott, she's an in-conversation feature you're having. This lady was involved in Avatar. I mean, without her costumes, you don't really have a movie much in Avatar, do you? So these essential elements and these exciting elements that you bring to the festival. Tell us a little bit more about that in-conversation series and the talk series you're, you're going to feature. 
Yeah, well, don't don't forget that Deborah Lynn Scott uh, won an Academy Award as well for a, a little a little known film called Titanic as well. So you know she's uh, she's, she's she's got getting experience, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's got she's got about fifty <laughs> credits or more to her to her name, which is incredible. Back um, the to the future is, Minority Report. Yeah, yeah, she's she's got some big titles there, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And the talks program is one that I'm really proud of. The talks the talks program is the bridge between industry and in, in sort of inside behind the scenes conversations and the general public. So the talk series is public facing. It's for everybody. It's for people who want to explore uh, film culture beyond just the simple cinematic experience. So for us at VIF, we are obsessed with films. We're obsessed with film culture and everything that goes into making this work, uh, whether it's for the small screen or the big screen. So the talk series is a way that we can kind of pull the lid back and find our favorite creators from around the world and then connect them with Vancouver audiences. Uh, I'm really interested in, uh, we have a, we have a free online talk that happened during the festival called, uh, um, with Dean Fleischer camp, who's the director and creator of Marcel, the shell with shoes on. And so anyone looking at that one, that looks, (laughs) I would like to hear that one. (laughs) It started, it started as a viral video and it just, it just went wild. Um, and it's an adorable heart, uh, heart-wrenching, heart-warming uh, animation of this little tiny shell with a single eye and these tiny shoes and the adventures that it goes on. And uh, <laughs> and they made this film, and it's it's wonderful. Um, we're going to have a conversation with um, Clement Virgo, who's the director. He's, he hails from Toronto, uh, yes. director of Brother, uh, which is a film that's just absolutely um, being applauded around the world right now, um, just hot off of playing at TIFF. And Clement's coming out to speak with uh, Vancouver's own Mina Shum, who's a director, uh, uh, an, an award-winning director in her own right. And uh, right. they actually went to school together. So they're old friends, and I think you're going to get a really intimate and really behind-the-scenes conversation with the two of them as well. And then we have See, lots of industry so conversations, exciting. too. Yeah, we have conversations with showrunners. We have conversations with, um, uh, you know, how to do a co-presentation, like a co-production um, between Canada and other places for filmmakers. We have you know, uh, conversations with funders for filmmakers. So we do lots of artistic uh, development on top of that. Yeah, so the Meet the Showrunners series, sci-fi. Tell us, tell us a little about that. Sure, yeah. So um, this year we're going to have uh, the showrunners from three significant series. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the least known of which, of course, being this tiny series called Star Trek. Uh, and then a few a few other series uh, that uh, that are on Apple uh, and uh, and Netflix and and this is a conversation that's it's an industry conversation. They're going to talk about their process, but these are people involved in some of the most compelling sci-fi stories available today. Um, wow. And uh, and so that's available to the general public, and it's um, I believe it's eighteen dollars. That's happening on Saturday, October first. What is this Star Trek you talk of? Oh my goodness! Yes, look, it's it's. Uh, you'll love it. Don't worry. It. I've heard yeah. of it. <laughs> of course, I've heard of it. Um, I'm a film fan too, and I just I get super excited about all these little bits and pieces. But I do have to admit, I am a bit of a red carpet junkie as well. So I have learned that you're also going to have a few big faces. But um, okay, so these big names again, I'm I'm huge fans of, and I'm very excited to see. The these films. So two films I'm going to mention here. 
Um, first one, Woody Harrelson. Anybody ever remembers Woody Harrelson? If you're as old as me, you watched Woody start off in a little comedy series called Cheers. But his acting career has grown in such a different direction. Here he was, this fresh-faced, good farm boy on Cheers. And then his acting career went, oh, I don't know, a little bit of a different direction. He played in Natural Born Killers, just a psycho brought to life on the screen that you could love and loathe at the same time, um, he's gone on to do uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri was another stunning film that he was part of. And I'm getting the idea that this film, again, here's Woody throwing us for a loop again, Triangle of Sadness. What do you think Triangle of Sadness is about, Kyle? <laughs> it's uh, it's not as sad as it sounds, first of all. No, it is It's, it's isn't. a satire. It's... So, you know, it's... Uh, it's um, it is by... a satire. It's yeah, funny, it's by right? Ruben Auslan, who is... Uh, who is um, who has won himself his second Palm d'Or, which is the top award from the Cannes Film Festival. So this, you know, you know, with yeah. a, you know, with a check mark like that, that this film is going to be incredible right from the outset. This you film is it. satire. It's wild. It's it's paced. Uh, it's absurdist. So it, while it ha- has the name Triangle of Sadness, that's a that's a somewhat uh, mocking tone to apply to the film. And you know, Woody is uh, excels in these these borderline characters between happy and sad, between, <laughs> know, right? you know, relatable and disgusting. And he's, he has an incredible uh, ability here. And so, you know, there's uh, it's a, it's a, this is a great film. If you want an introduction to international cinema, it's going to be excellent. It has some name actors in it, but it also has some European actors you haven't seen before. Um, it has polish. It has absurdity. Uh, it's at times hilarious at times disgusting uh, but it's yeah. uh, but it's really, really, really worth a watch. Well, for those of you wanting to know, as I said, we won't blow anything for you. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really spoil anything accidentally. But it is, it's rich people, influencers, which is another term I'm beginning to loathe these days. But influencers on top of a very rich yacht. I believe Woody plays the captain of the ship. And he kind of, it's something happens because he refuses to come out for dinner. So you can just imagine Woody's unique twist on this character that he's going to bring to the screen. And then a storm hits and everything goes wrong dun 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 gilligan's island maybe we will find out so go to the festival if you want to look this one up everybody now another quick name actor i do want to mention again i i admire this man's work and he's getting a lot of buzz about his work in this movie we're talking about brendan fraser very young again another handsome hollywood actor he's receiving some acclaim for this one called the whale the premise being that he's eating himself to death he has literally life-threatening obesity and he has a lot of things an estranged teenage daughter a lost gay lover in his past we're touching on a number of themes here but i'm hearing brendan bring something special to this role the whale is being featured at vif as well isn't it kyle yes this film is by uh renowned filmmaker darren aronofsky um and uh you know this uh, this film yeah this film's based on a play uh and so the style of performance is really theatrical in nature it really feels like an intimate portrayal um it's tight the they're always in camera it's very small cast uh everyone's incredible in it i will say you know this is a film that i have seen and i've seen brendan brendan's work in this film and i was a little bit weary going into it because of the subject matter. It's a heavy film, it's a heavy subject. I have uh, lots of family members that have obesity issues and it's something that's a little sensitive to me. And, and, you know, I think there's lots of 
you know, dialogue created by this film in and out of that community. But I will say that Brendan, I think he did a remarkably touching job. I think he, he, uh, he takes his acting career to a completely new level in this film. Uh, it's subtle, it's nuanced, it's, it welcomes you in. It, it is, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a really hard watch at times, but also it's a really right. human story. And he portrays this character in a really, um, in a really subtle and really nuanced way. So, you know, I think it, it was a really challenging role to take on, but I, I think he managed it just fine. And he's still recognizable in this. And again, this is, again, I find this to be a controversial topic too, because they put all the latex on to make him look, you know, more obese. And yet that is the subject matter of the film. So, you know, at what point are you mocking it? At what point are you sensationalizing it? All very well said, what you just said there. And it's, again, I have not seen it, would love to see it. Um, watching a hard film is just that. It's hard to do. You know, films are supposed to be entertaining. Ha ha, right? But it's the fact that we can tell these stories. Again, this brings into focus what we were talking about earlier, the sensitivity applied to something like costuming and makeup in a movie like this, the sensitivity applied to the storyline in this and the actor. Again, movies that can bring that together really should deserve and do get, they get our attention, but getting our attention for the right reasons. And I think, as you said, this film... This film looks promising in that area, does it? You've seen it, so that that's exciting to think about as well. So, um, you are going to do a couple festival picks this year because I could go on for hours here, but I want to know what is Kyle Fossner looking forward to at this year's VIF? What do you recommend we go and see? Give us a couple of festival picks. Sure. Well, I'll try to cover a few beats here too for different listeners, but. Um... The um, Sarah, new Sarah Pauly film, uh, you know, a Sarah she's being an actor in her own right. She? Yeah, oh, she's, she's amazing. And now she's she's shifted from acting firmly into direction. And, and it, I think this is how she'll be known uh, long, and she's Canadian. long after she's done. Yeah. She is, yeah. And, she's Canadian. and this is, a, this is an, ad, an ad, pardon me, an adaptation of Miriam's house uh, film, uh, novel. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, again, a little bit of a hard film, I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, the portrayals, uh, really well handled, uh, and Sarah is a rising star. She's going to be, uh, she's going to be held in the highest regard in terms of director circles uh, moving forward. So just keep an eye on that. Um, we have a, the name of her film again. Give us the title. Women talking. Women talking. That's what we're doing. But I'm super excited about that. Give us a couple of more quick picks for our list here. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm really interested in in a documentary about local um, legendary choreographer Crystal Pite. And the documentary is called Crystal Pite's uh, Angels Atlas. And um, you know, uh, she is just the the hottest choreographer on the planet right now. And she also hails from this region. And we're featuring that documentary for her. Um, and then I'm also really excited about Anthony Shim's Rice Boy Sleeps, uh, which is a local story. It's a story about um, a young uh, South Korean immigrant uh, and his mother and his relationship. Uh, well, he's not an immigrant, but she is. Uh, and their relationship together and the challenges they face in, in Vancouver in a new city. Uh, beautifully shot. Uh, a local filmmaker we've had relationships with over the years and put, played his other films. This is an absolute um, massive level up. He just he just knocked it out of wow. the park, and it just won an award at TIFF as well, which is a rare occurrence yeah. for for a Canadian film to win those awards, the Platform Awards. So it's it's something really worth watching out for. If you want a little fun, something a little bit different, 
I highly recommend our live performance uh, by local band Big Kill, which is this is a live score, uh, a completely unique uh, electronic music performance, never been heard before by a local band uh, at the St. Andrew Wesley's Church on Burrard Street, and it's the 100-year anniversary of Nosferatu, so the the oh genre-defining vampire film, the black-and-white film from from 1922, uh, will be screened in the church on a big screen while this local duo, both of whom are filmmakers in their own right, uh, Andrew Hukuliak and Kane, his cousin, and they will be um, live scoring this in person. And it's open oh to youth. We have accessible God. pricing. And then I have to drop the Michael Abels event as well. A completely yes. unique uh, opportunity here. So Michael Abels is the composer... Uh, best known for his work for Jordan Peele's films. So that's Nope, Get Out, and Us, which are like the three hottest, um, not really horror, yes. but, but genre-defying def- films by um, Jordan Peele. And Michael's scores are incredible, and he's going to be here in conversation discussing with uh, the audience his process, his career, his time as a black uh, classical musician and a classical composer, and then transitioning into film scores. He's going to play um, with a 40-piece orchestra from the Vancouver Symphony and Orchestra. So top-tier live performance musicians in the the playhouse, in the the intimacy of the place. The place is a 660-seat room. So every seat in that that room is incredible. (laughs) It's $58. It's on October 6th. Um, and, um, it's, uh, it's going to be something that you've never seen before. We're also going to have, we're flying in a a soprano, uh, to, to perform a piece from one of his operas. It's going to have everything clips from the films, discussion behind the scenes, uh, insider information, and then incredible, uh, compositions and live scores. So it's going to be, uh, it's, we've never done an event like it. It's, it's, it's uh, keeping me up at night right now. <laughs> it's I can complicated, tell the musician. But it, the musician but it's in also, you is coming out. <laughs> it's completely unique. You're never going to see anything quite like it. So um, wow. I'm encouraging everyone to go check that out as well. There's so much. I could, I could talk to you. You're off. I, I really could. Bursting with enthusiasm. This is what we love. And uh, the musician in you, you you're, you're giving yourself up here all over the place, as am I. I can't imagine how awesome it's going to be. I mean, the spirits will be stirring inside St. Andrew's Wesley for sure, but I happen to know the spirits are arts lovers, so even though you are showing a vampire movie inside the church, that is going to be amazing with Big Kill again, Nosferatu. You'll know this movie the minute you see it because it's so old and it's kind of funny looking, but it's really quite frightening and to have the music performed live and then again to have that live talk with, with I, I can't, the film's I'm getting all tongue-tied myself because I'm getting so excited, but his films, I mean, especially the movie Get Out, the score, I think, is so important to that because otherwise it could, a score can make or break a film as well, right? It can almost make it look too funny in scenes, you know? Scary and, and hilarious can cross a very fine line if it is not, I believe, not scored properly. Yeah, well, the music, one... to me, always makes it, right? Yeah, one thing we do actually is we have a we have a, a completely unique conference during the festival, which is an application-based program for over a hundred um, emerging musical artists. Um, we get we get several hundred applications, and we narrow it down to the top one hundred, mostly local. Um, and these musicians are looking to build careers in 
outside of pure music into film, television, and other kinds of media. And so we do a conference where we get LA supervisors from LA and England and New York and Toronto, and also local music supervisors to come and discuss the craft. And we have composition workshops and we have incredible um, networking opportunities for these folks. And, you know, one thing that we always say at that program is that half of the sensory experience of cinema is sound. You know, it's whether it's the Foley artistry, whether it's the delivery of the lines themselves, but mostly it's the soundtrack. And if you've ever watched the process of compiling a film and you watch without the soundtrack and then with the soundtrack, <laughs> it is a yeah. completely different experience. So there's a there's a uh, an underexplored but incredibly rich um, art form here that is very much part of cinema uh, that we're able to shine a light on. And uh, and we're really fortunate to have Michael come and be the keynote from that conversation uh, and perform with the, the symphony and he's going to blow everyone's minds. Oh my goodness. Well, big screens, small screens to um, screaming out loud, cheering for your films, watching the horror films, sci-fi features, come and hear them talk, come and hear them sing. Um, if you're not going to be part of this festival, I can easily say you are missing out. Kyle, you're going to have to come back and join us one of these days. You and I are going to have to have a complete talk just about music. I can tell both of our love for that is overwhelming on the stage of any of any performance art here for you and I. You're also involved, I'm going to give a quick thing here, uh, Jazz Festival. I hear you're involved in that, so you have to come back. You have to promise me you'll come back and talk to us again soon. Will you come back and visit us one day? Just try and stop me. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. I always like to ask everybody on air, you know, get that get that commitment on air to get them to come back. Everybody, thank you, Kyle, so much for joining us. Everybody, tune in, viff.org. We will put the links underneath this podcast, of course. Go online whatsoever. And then speaking of going online, do go online, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual channels, westvancouver.com, turnermagazine.com. That's it for me today. I do hope you will all join us again soon. Lots of events, lots of exciting guests. Nobody's ever boring on this recording. So I hope until next time you will all stay in touch and save me a smile.